It's Cheer. And this is Loathing. We're here to talk to you about movies. She, she loves, loves everything. everything. I hate everything. This should be fun. This is a morbidly beautiful podcast. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Cheer and Loathing. And this week uh, is going to be probably particularly loathing focus, but my name's Casey and I'm loathing. And over there is Stephanie and she's cheer. So there's that. Hi, everyone. Are you waiting for them to say hi back or do you have something else to say? No, I. Okay. It was like a long pause. Well, I figured you would keep going after I said hello. Fair enough. Okay, fine, fine. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, uh, we're back this week. We were supposed to do it last week, but Stephanie decided to go on vacation for like the third week in a row. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I don't know what to do. You, you know me and my scheduling conflicts and, and how much I'm always switching things up on you. Did you or did you not go away again this week? Yeah, but my point <laughs> is, is that it's 99% of the time your fault. Okay, so. okay. Not 99. It's like a 70-30 split. <laughs> 99.9 if I'm being oh, okay. Okay. actually like scientifically precise. Yeah, the, the <laughs> continuing nines. Yeah. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. right. I forgot. Yes. Uh, yeah, so forgive the theme. It was supposed to be work-related being Labor Day last weekend, but, uh, you know, just pretend, I guess. Well, I mean, uh, it's not like we only <laughs> we only work on Labor Day. <laughs> the rest of the time, you know, it's Vacation Central, but, like, Labor Day is our one work day of the year. Yeah, I mean, I work on Labor Day, so... I feel like this theme is eternally relevant, because we are talking about how work is hell. Mm-hmm. We, and, we have had that discussion several times. And and it is. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. even, I mean, I think even if you like your job, it's not particularly your favorite thing in the world to do, typically. Um, You'd rather do something else. You know, I, I have about five jobs on the go right now. One of them I don't mind mm-hmm. being at. But is that like if you had if you could be anywhere in the world and somebody's like, where do you want to be? You'd be like, I want to be at my job, my job that I like. So that's that would be your number one choice. Outside of my house, outside of my house, probably, actually. Really? Because I well, okay. so the story goes, uh, it's an axe swing and archery range. I was a member there for three years and uh, somebody quit and they're like, you want a job? And I was like, yeah. So I spent most of my time there anyway, outside of house. So, well. Listen, I love my job. Like we've had this conversation, I actually could have fooled me lucky. because literally every time we talk, you're like, "I fucking hate my job." All the memes are posted about how much I hate my job, and I don't want to be true. at my job. It is you're very true. Such a liar! You're I'm, such a liar. Go to her. Go go to Stephanie's personal Instagram feed and see yeah, all the work-related about memes about how I hate doing this and I don't want to be look, here look. and jobs suck and work is hell and blah 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 blah. Look. Doesn't sound like look, somebody who I, loves their job. All right, are you gonna let me talk or are you just gonna? No, you know, we're gonna get right into it. So the first movie we're talking about conversation. Today. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm going to finish. Listen, I post a lot of memes that are sarcastic and funny, and it doesn't mean that everything is like a personal. If every meme I posted was a personal feeling. Uh, we would be in trouble because, because like, my memes are very like loathing related, which you know is not me. That's you. Uh-huh. I'm cheer. I love things. <laughs> I'm. Cheer, but I'm also super guys. funny, you know. So that's oh, the, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm really I, witty. Yeah. I, I, I must, that must be it. It must just go straight over. Whoosh. 
right over my head. I'm sure it does. That's that's I mean, why I don't let's get be, let's those, be real. Those, yeah. those work memes where it's like, I want to walk into my office and kill everybody. <laughs> Funny jokes. <laughs> All right. Listen, do me a favor and find that that on my Instagram and screenshot it and send it to me. I would uh, love don't, to see. Don't those real things disappear after 24 hours? Oh, oh, convenient. Oh, so it's a story where I said I want to kill everybody. Or, yeah, and it's it always away. a story. You post like all 43 right. stories a day. And you watch them all? Oh, flattered. Thank you. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Wow. I have, I have a lot of free time I had no idea you cared I, uh, so much. You know? Listen, yeah, the next time you see that, you just screenshot it and send it to me because I think you, I will. you are probably misinforming our audience. Because I mean, we've anyway, had this conversation where like every movie is a masterpiece and, and you're like, look, I say that to you, you're like, no, it's not. God. And then like literally seconds later, you're like, the new SpongeBob movie is an absolute masterpiece on social okay. media. So, I mean, well, Let me on. say this. Let me say this, fucker. Um, <laughs> two things can be true. I can say not every movie in the world is a masterpiece. And then I can say, but this movie is a masterpiece. But like some movies are masterpieces. Okay, sure. All right. I, I've never in my life posted every movie I've ever seen in the history of the world is an absolute masterpiece and flawless. Never. Sure That's seems the, those like are the words. It. You Except put for them Smiley. Out. Smiley's the only one that you're like, it's not. Oh, it, it, it's 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 not a masterpiece. It's, it's it's mind blowing, but it's not a masterpiece. The difference between you and me is uh. that I don't enjoy hating on shit. So if I don't like something, I'm not going <laughs> to post about it and be like, hey guys, just want you to know this is garbage. Like, I post about the shit that I like. So, of course, every time you see a post, I'm like, yeah, this is fantastic because I'm recommending it to people. It's something I enjoy. You, on the other hand, would be like, garbage, garbage, garbage. Hey guys, I just want you to know this is garbage. Oh, garbage, garbage. Well, hey I'd guys. rather let people know that they don't... Heads up, They, they should just garbage. not watch the movie because it's poo. I think if anybody is not watching a movie because you said it's garbage, that's very problematic given the fact that you think everything is garbage. Well, except for no, maybe a handful high, of stuff. high standards. Oh, so when I do course. praise something, that means it's worth watching. That's, that's what it is. I don't know if I've ever seen you praise anything. Antlers? Oh, you, you, you put a thing on social media about how much you like antlers? Oh, no, I don't put anything on social media, period. (laughs) So, I mean, that's moot point. This is my social media. All right. Let's get into it because, listen, I want to say this isn't starting off good, and I was already (laughs) very worried about this episode, so this is not making me feel good. Uh I feel like we need to get this shit over with. This is like, now I feel like I'm getting a root canal, and I need to just hurry up and- Oh, you're welcome. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so So- do you want to go no, into the movies, or do you want me to start? No, you could start. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know what we're going to. You're talk doing a about great first. job already, so. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It's been it's been a hot minute. Um, yeah. So we're talking about work related movies, uh, which basically yeah. almost any movie could be that, uh, but specifically about jobs where they go very poorly. And this is uh, this week we have the lighthouse, and we have mm-hmm. uh, deliver us from evil. Yeah. Two very different movies. <laughs> and I don't know where to start, but here's the thing. I'm going to suggest we start with your pick, which is Deliver Us from Evil. Okay. The reason is because uh very worried about the Lighthouse conversation, and I'm afraid you're going to piss me off, and then I'm not going to want to talk to you. So I think we should <laughs> save that to the end, because I might not be able to get through the rest of it if you piss me off too badly. Okay. It's, it's almost like we've, uh, almost like we've had this... We've done a podcast together before. I feel like we've been down this road a time or two. And normally, normally I avoid picking films that I have a passionate connection to. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'll pick films I like, but I but will I mean, pick films everyone, that, so. that I'm like, oh, my God, if he says shit, I'm going to, like, lose my mind. Like, because I, you know, I know better. I try to protect <laughs> my fragile heart. But um, when we decided we were going to talk about work-related horror, I felt like there was only one choice. And so I picked The Lighthouse and... Um, Knowing it was probably going to go very badly and knowing I was going to be very upset. So, yeah, let's save that shitstorm for the end, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm good with Deliver Us from Evil to start. Uh, It was my... Well, okay, so this week was kind of weird because you kind of picked for me and I kind of picked for you. What? Like the movies. (laughs) Don't we always do that? No, don't we usually pick movies we haven't seen ourselves? Oh, you uh, okay? I see your point. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, this yeah. week we have. See, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So this we is kind of back flip, to flip our original. Yeah. Yeah, kind That's what of. What we used yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. I don't remember what we used to do. But yeah, so this was <laughs> uh, my pick for you, and it was Deliver Us from Evil from 2014. Yes. Uh, it's directed by Scott uh, Derrickson, so he's a pretty prominent name in just film, mostly horror, but he has some film under like non-horror films under his belt as well. Um. It's he's very a Marvel guy, like you like. Well, he did one Marvel movie. Well, that's he's still in the Marvel universe. If he's yeah, done but I mean, movie. at this point, who isn't in the Marvel universe? All right, you're right. Everybody <laughs> you know what directed I mean? a Marvel like, movie. Yeah, directed or been in or wrote or whatever, been a part of in some way. Uh, oh God, anyway, this is gonna be a painful episode. I can feel it. You're feisty today. I don't. I'm a little, Don't love it. I'm a little feisty. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, it is a crime thriller sort of thing, and it focuses on a couple of cops, mostly one cop. Uh, apparently, I just saw this now on Rotten Tomatoes. It says, inspired by the actual accounts of an NYPD sergeant. I don't know how much of that I believe, but, you know, that's kind of cool. Uh, the Rotten Tomato scores are, as you would expect for a movie like this, it's 29% in Stephanie's world, the critic world, and 42% audience score. So there's a quite a big difference. Neither of them favorable. And the critic's consensus says, Director Scott Derrickson continues to have reliably firm grip on creepy, at- at creepy atmosphere, but delivers from evil, lacks original scares, and, refle- and it's reflected in its shop-worn title. So... So... What did you Can think of this movie? we start by no. talking about... <laughs> Can we finish then? <laughs> Bye, everyone. Um, Can we start by talking about this whole based on a true story thing? Yeah. I mean, they're never really based on a true story. They're based on like a, a small experience that somebody might have had once when they were a kid or some bullshit like that. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So, well, first of all, I will say that uh, this is a first-time watch for me, which is Mm kind of surprising. This seems like something I definitely would have seen, but I did not. It doesn't seem like that kind of movie for me to, for like, for you to watch in my my perspective. Like, it it couldn't be further from like the the uh, art house, the meaningful cinema sort of stuff that you are into. I I know that's not all you watch before you bite my head off, but you seem to gravitate towards those more than this is like an action horror well i think it is so okay so here's the thing i think i have a lot to say about this film and i'm trying to like figure out what to say that's interesting um uh, yeah i think it's 
I think conceptually it's interesting because it is like a mashup of a police procedural and a horror film. Which, yeah, it's almost like uh, the Hellraiser is, one we watched a little while ago. Yeah, is at least like, inter- that's interesting. I mean, I don't know how much I would have assumed that something like that would work. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think that that's, I like when films do that, when they sort of mash things up and, and do things that are, I mean, obviously it's weird for me to say that this film does something different because one of the, <clears throat> sorry, one of the comments that I have about it is that it is, it, it feels pretty, pretty derivative, which is always like, I hate using that word, but like, you feel like you've seen it a lot before, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't always necessarily a bad thing because a lot of films, especially if you're going to go down the exorcism route, I it sort of feel so like every film that I see feels like every other film, um, which is interesting also because Scott Derrickson did uh, The Last Exorcism, which is where he really kind of got big. And that film is actually a very, like, it stands out in the subgenre, I think. It's something, have you seen that, The Last Exorcism? Yeah, uh, he also did The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That's you know, what I might it was, be getting... yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Well, he Actually, did Hellraiser movie, confused. too. How about that? Speaking yeah, he did a Hellraiser movie, yeah. yeah. I did Sinister. Um, Emily Rose. Yeah, I know one of them, I, I guess, I think I might be getting my titles I mean, wrong. That's kind yeah, of where he was... like broke into and became like, oh, you're a horror director. Even though he had done Sinister before that. I think that's really no, what he, he Sinister was after that. Um, Hellraiser and Urban Legends Final Cut in 2000 was his first movie. Yeah. It's weird because I think of Scott Derrickson as being kind of a big deal. Like when I heard that he directed this, I was like, oh shit, I'd love him. <laughs> but, but like when I looked at like, Have I actually seen any of his movies that I like? <laughs> yeah. Well, I loved Sinister. We've talked about that. You didn't love it as much. Um, I well, really I, loved Black I, Foam. I, I loved Sinister up until the, the final act. That was my gripe with Sinister. I thought it was a great movie up until the ending. And I'm like, okay, you just put kids in white makeup and had them run yeah, around. Yeah, see, I think yeah. Sinister's great. And and you have, have you seen Black Phone yet? Yeah, I saw it a couple weeks ago. Did you, did you like it? We don't have to get into it because that's a whole other show. But uh, I, mean, I did. Roughly. Okay. I, yeah, short and simple, I did, yes. Okay, yeah, so I thought it was really good. So I, um, I actually, when you said that you wanted to see this, I was like, oh, you know what, like, I feel like this has got some elements going for it that could be up my alley. And it's funny because I, knowing I picked Lighthouse, I kind of really, I'll just be transparent here. I really wanted to hate this one just so like I could, you know, hate on your pick and mm-hmm. not be like, oh my God, it was so great. And then we get to Lighthouse, you're like, you know, hot garbage. And then I'm angry. So I actually went in being like, damn it, I'm afraid that I'm going to love it. And I don't want to, which okay. is like such a crazy thing. Um, but fortunately, spoiler alert, it? I didn't hate it, but I don't love it either. Um, oh, my God. But I, I want to talk about this true story thing first before we get into it. So okay. I, having not seen it, I, you know, went back and kind of was like, oh, tell, let me let me like into this film. And apparently that based on a true story was something they marketed really heavily. Um, it's definitely like all over the poster. And it's the first thing I noticed when I started the film. It's like based on a true story of Sergeant blah, blah, blah. Right. And I always have to look that shit up when I see that because I'm like, what's the true story here, you know? Yeah. And especially, and apparently this was, uh, I'm going to say this and you're going to correct me again. I think this was after The Conjuring made a shit ton of money. And so. Uh, I don't know. This was 2014. I'm not sure when The Conjuring came out. Okay. Um, In and around that time, though. 
Yeah. Uh, so obviously, like, The Conjuring, like, did really well. And it, it sold that whole, like, this is true. I think that mm. with supernatural stuff, that's always, like, <laughs> that's always salt. a questionable <laughs> thing anyway. Because it's, like, even if, like, it's based on something somebody said was true, then you have to be like, mm, is this Yeah, we're getting really the hearsay true? territory now. And yeah. Apparently, this is based on, loosely based, like, the guy exists, and there is, like, a ex-cop turned demonologist who exists and is real, but the rest, the story is completely made up. So, it's, like, kind of loose. He wrote a book, and it's sort of loosely based on his, like, whole deal, but none of this stuff actually really happened or no, even, like, course. was purported to have happened. No, yeah, it's like... um was it the strangers based on a true story but the true story is when the director was a kid somebody knocked on his door asking if they could use the phone or something and then they left and he created the story based off of that and i also have a love-hate relationship with these kind of films because i do love supernatural stuff um like i love i think demons and shit are really cool Okay. But I also am not well what what is is that problematic? No, it's just like yeah, demons are cool. Demon movies are fun and entertaining. Let me rephrase that. Yes, then. okay. Yeah, um yeah. I got what you meant. It was just a funny phrasing, that's all. And I used to I used to be really into the subgenre and I've sort of gotten I feel like as I got get older, I get a little more weary of it. Um, you know, I enjoy like the conjuring series and stuff, even though I'm, you know, not a fan of the words or anything. Um, w- with films like this, the reason that I, I struggle a little bit is the overt, like, religious aspect and the, like, you know, heavy, heavy dose of Christianity, like, good versus evil stuff. Like, that's not, like, really my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, this weird, <laughs> I wish you could have one without the other. I wish you could have just, like demons and bad stuff without the whole like religious aspect because that would be a lot more entertaining for me i, I understand why you can't because well, this you, is uh you can i mean it's just they do that because that's what the audience is is marketed american audience so they go christianity's good they fight the bad guy but i mean there's obviously demons that go back that predate christianity by thousands of years and all that sort of shit you kind of like um i don't know how familiar you are with like john constantine or Constantine, like the Sandman yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he goes, okay, what's the demon? Okay, uh, this is Mesopotamia, so we're going to do like a Mesopotamia fucking spell. Like, that's the sort of shit, like, you could do, but it's not going to market super well to an American audience where they're like, Christianity's the only one. Jesus was born in Alabama. You know, like, so it's not going to go over super well. Yeah, I, um, yeah. Uh, so I already sort of have this like weird like now I will say I will say this I did dig the priest in this I do like the idea of mm. like I'm a sexy badass priest um, that's fun you don't get that very often and and I can yeah. I can you know get on board with that whole thing I think that you know there's a good cast here there's here's the thing about this film I think there's a lot of good elements but it just for me feels super like okay yeah you know been there done that like I felt like it just didn't do anything that excited me in any way okay which is weird because you know everything excites me it does um but did you pick this because you love it 
or just because it's like like what made you pick this film for us two it's a twofold question really um <laughs> one was i figured I must answer you, this in parts <laughs> I, I was curious about what you thought of this being kind of a I, I don't oh want to say generic, but generic, you kind of touched on that a little bit, like horror procedural movie. Uh, and two, and I really did like this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is right up my fucking alley. Okay. This is, this is kind of like a seven mashup with all the Exorcist yes. movies. And I'm like, yeah, this is first time I watched it. So I've seen this movie about three times now. Um, and the first time I watched it, I was like, Yeah. The ending, again, like, I feel like Scott Derrickson has a very hard time with endings. Uh, but up until, I, I didn't hate I, the ending, but go on. Casey, I'm sorry to interrupt. I hated the ending. I was up, I was okay up until a very point in the very last, like, little tag at the end where they're getting the baby baptized. I wanted to jump out a window. I just wanted to throw that out there. And I almost never hate anything with that sort of, like, uh, vitriol, but boy, I was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, the 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 ending was was rough. Um, yeah, the whole like even the the whole sequence once they caught the guy was rough. Up until that, I'm like, "This is a very like supernatural seven movie." Uh, it even had the same sort of feel like when they were in the apartment, um, with like the the shit all over the walls and whatnot. It just had like that mm-hmm. gritty, grimy feel. I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? This is kind of like a a modern day." And then it goes into the ending, but. I I really enjoy Eric Bana in this movie. I think he's very underrated. I enjoy him in a lot of things. Uh, is he's a he good produ- actor? Yeah, is he great? No, but does he do his role and does he do it well? Yeah, I would say I I can't think of a movie where I didn't like him. Um, yeah, I don't know. It it it's one of those movies I can put it on and not be bored by it, which I think is a very key aspect in movies. One that is very often overlooked by critics. Is it's it a great movie? No. But does it keep you entertained? Sure. See, it's interesting. That, this is really fascinating. It's interesting that you say that because it's like a two-hour movie, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, it I, I feel like it's too long, and yeah, I did feel hours. like it was boring. Now, in full disclosure, maybe I watched it when I was tired Maybe I, I don't know. It's weird. Some some movies just, um, if I'm not in the right frame of mind, they don't hit the way they're supposed to. Um, I, I did feel like, I was like, shit, I've got to, I've got to watch it. Like I was behind watching it. So I wasn't, I couldn't like get to the right exact, like, all right, I'm in the perfect mental state to engage in this film, <laughs> which right. is, you know, cause that's what I like to do. I like to pick a time where I'm like, I, yeah, I feel like I'm focused. I'm, I'm uh-huh. happy. I'm like ready to receive the goodness of this yeah i know but between Um, all your vacations it's hard to find time to watch movies right yeah because i'm just jet setting around the world so i have to like try to squeeze things in yeah um (laughs) anyway uh i don't know like i felt like it was so that's the thing it's like it's not i'll just be clear it's not garbage by any means i wouldn't i wouldn't say like this is a pile of shit but i also don't i would be a little reluctant to recommend it because i just feel like it's it just doesn't do it like you mentioned seven. I definitely got a seven vibe, which seven's a great film, but it didn't feel different enough from anything else that I'd seen. Like I, the the ending exorcist, they they do something which is pretty interesting where they save the exorcist until the very end. Um, well, I think they had to in this yeah, movie particularly. But, but that's yeah. just not 
that's not a uh, that's not a typical structure for these kind of films. And I thought the guy that played that who was demonically possessed, I thought he was actually really good. Probably, the, mm-hmm. I think the best in this film. Um, and I think that scene was cool. It's just you've seen it a million times before. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I agree with that. Uh, basically, every Exorcist movie since The Exorcist is kind of like that. Like, The Exorcist is about the exorcism basically throughout the entire movie. It's a small, creeping thing, and then there's a big climax at the end. A lot of these Exorcist movies are like, this is the, the craziest shit the person who's being possessed does, and then there's five minutes of exorcism at the end. Or so it feels. And that's, like, kind of the thing here. But, I mean, I think that's what it's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, the ending was definitely a weak point for me in this yeah. movie. Um, all the lead-up to it was great. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it deserves a 29% rating by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but then again, critics don't know their ass from their elbow, so... Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it does, it wasn't black and white with, like, subtext under cheese layers of onions like Donkey and Shrek. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it was face value. Oh the movie was a face God. value, fun procedural horror mashup. And I think that's I fine. I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's how I would describe this movie is fine. But I just don't know that that's what you really want in two hours of your life. Like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't make me hate the world or myself or anything. But it's also not, you know, it's one of those things that, like, kind of right when it's over, I've sort of moved on with my life and forgotten about. And don't really have anything, you know, it's not like I'm, like, I guess I like films that afterwards I'm like, oh my God, like it sort of lingers and it makes me like, it makes me think about like layers and different like, like replaying scenes in my head and Mm -hmm. feeling like I have, I I mean, this isn't a spoiler alert. The next film, the struggle of like, okay, I have 10 pages of things I could say on this. What the hell do I boil this down to? That's fun for me. Um, I know that's not for everyone. This movie was I'll say this, it was underwhelming to me. I mean, I feel like, and the reason that that bothers me is because I feel like all the elements were there. I feel like there's, like, kind of a cool story. There's some really great talent attached to this. Uh, Scott Derrickson is not a bad director. Like, he understands atmosphere, and um, there are some, like, pretty tense, cool scenes in this. Mm-hmm. Like the zoo um, scene. It's well shot. Like it's well made. The zoo scene was really good. Uh, there is some some moments where you're like, oh, this is actually going to take a really interesting turn. Like, I enjoyed the priest, like I said. I sort of liked where he started talking, because um, I get off on this, where he's like talking about the philosophical aspect of good versus evil and, mm-hmm. you know, what it really means and, and that, you know, the goal is not to be perfect. And, like, I think... There are some very interesting stuff in there. I think they just didn't run with it. They tried to kind of do too much, and for me, a lot of it fell flat and and was disappointing only because I feel like this could have been amazing. And at best, I think it was, I would say, fine, if I'm going to be generous. Um, you know, because I'm not one of those critics that's like, let me tear this apart and talk about everything that doesn't work. Like, I genuinely want to like movies, so... I don't know. 
And I feel like, like I said, I feel like I really love Scott Derrickson, but I feel like uh, maybe I just love a couple things and have attached uh, more to to him than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I can't fault you. I can't disagree with anything you're saying. Um, this movie Can, just hit. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You keep going. No, I was just just going to say like this movie is just like I said, it's in my wheelhouse. It mm-hmm. It's not overly uh, deep, I guess. Like I'm not going to sit here and think about it for three days later because I watch movies for entertainment. And we've gone over that a thousand times. You watch them for a deeper meaning, which is fine. Like everybody has their own attachment to cinema. I use them as an escape. And this movie was the perfect little like, oh, okay, cool. I like cop stuff. I like demon stuff. This is a great mashup for me. And it it worked for me because I I was able to. And yeah, two hours is too long. But for me, I didn't feel like it was a long two hours. Whereas some movies I watch that are an hour and a half, I'm like, oh my fucking God, and now. So, so I, it's just, it, it just, it's just in my wheelhouse, that's all. N- no, I like it. Well, I mean, hey, we're about to talk about a film that is we are very about to much talk in about my about a very different movie. Yeah. But when we, before we do that, I, I think this is going to be a new thing that we do because this is delightful. I want to read you a couple of reviews, like snippets of reviews. Mm-hmm. And they're basically point counterpoint. And I think that you'll, <laughs> I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. So the first is a critic review. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. do a critic and then an audience just to kind of show you just how different those two can be. Uh, for the record, I don't think either one of these reviews is accurate or fair. Uh, they are very uh, polar opposites. But uh, the critic review is from Roger Ebert's site. It's uh, another critic. I can't remember his name, but. Uh, it's basically, here's a little snippet, and it just makes me laugh because it's just so fucking mean. <laughs> it says, it's not just that Deliver Us From Evil is blunt and kind of vile. It's so hysterically incompetent and mindlessly excessive that I found myself cheering on a demonic toy that benignly coos, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. Deliver Us From Evil is scary, but only because it can't even make a possessed stuffed animal as creepy. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, like... <laughs> It's just so, there is just, that critic is so angry at this film. I think that's kind of a hilarious review. And then now here's an audience member who loves this film. (laughs) And this is even better. Let's see if I can get through this because I can't, I couldn't stop giggling when I read it. Okay. This is a type of movie I tell very few people about because if the viewer is not protected, I feel as if they could easily be consumed with evil. This movie truly showcases the sinister evil many junkies chase. To me, this is equivalent to a Ouija board. It opens a door and can possibly unleash something. So I strongly advise viewer discretion. Okay, that's sarcasm. <laughs> that's got I think be. it was true. Listen, that was paragraph one of a multi-paragraph oh review that I'm going to spare you because it goes on and it gets even more delightful. Um, I, I, they say, I, I regret watching, which tells me it was very good. <laughs> Okay, so I I I, I, uh, I I think both of those people who wrote those reviews need to seek mental help. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I um, uh, fucking love reading reviews from people who don't understand anything layman. about anything. <laughs> well, I mean, plenty of like laymen 
are very coherent and um, eloquent in their description of a film. I don't think you have to be a critic to be good at it. But obviously, because the internet is the great equalizer, anyone with an opinion can write anything they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that uh, breeds some quite a bit of, of humor and entertainment. Because there's okay. no editor, there's no censor, there's nobody saying, mm, this is, uh, are you sure you want to sound like a crazy-ass person? Is this, is this what you meant to be sound yeah, like? Yeah, I mean, that, that's Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when they're at the movies and they leave a review for the Jay and Silent Bob movie that's being made within their universe. The Buttman and Chronic movie. And they're like, this is a movie that is bad and poopy and, yeah. You don't remember that scene? No, I do. Okay. Thanks for no selling it then. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to move on to the next one, or do you just want to end the episode here? I kind of want to end the episode I'll here. Give you to the be option. honest with you, I don't want to do this at all. Um, but I feel like we should, so we should. Well, like a beacon on the shores, we're gonna be drawn to the lighthouse. Okay. So, um, before we get into it, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm going to do a little setup here and just tell you a little bit about this film. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> I don't want to do this. All right. <laughs> because this is... Uh, like uh, I'm good. Before I do the setup, I'm going to... This is... Uh, take a minute. Yeah. Everyone knows me. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows me and knows where I'm going to come from on this. This is one of those fucking films that I'm like... It's, it, it feels literally impossible for someone not to, at, at the bare minimum, appreciate how fucking brilliant it is. Like, even if it's not your kind of your thing or you don't find it enjoyable, at least it, it feels like it's it's almost untouchable. And so, and I know you're going to shit all over it, and I'm going to be like, how the fuck did you manage to do that? So I just want to preface that, that this is why I'm so nervous. But let's get into it. The Lighthouse is the second feature film directed and produced by the witches Robert Eggers. And you guys know how I feel about the witch. Um, it's based on a screenplay by him and his brother, Max Eggers. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson star as 19th century wikis, uh, which is lighthouse keepers, embroiled in psychological turmoil after being marooned at a remote New England outpost by a destructive storm. It first emerged from Max's re-envisioning of Edgar Allan Poe's unfinished short story of the same name. Robert assisted the development when Max was unable to complete the adaptation of The Lighthouse, sourcing the plot from a 19th century myth of a murder at a Welsh lighthouse. It premiered at Cannes on May 19, 2019, and was theatrically released on October 18, 2019 by A24. It grossed over $18 million against an $11 million budget and received critical acclaim with praise for the direction, visuals, and performances. It was nominated for Best Cinematography at the Academy Awards. Um, also got a whole bunch of other accolades um, and wins at other award ceremonies. Um, many critics say, this is where we are going to argue, that it is one of the best films of 2019 and probably one of the best of the decade. It currently holds a 90% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 72% dumb audience score. What did you say the, uh, <laughs> the score was? S- 72 for audiences. And 90 critics? for critics. Oh, I think it's 96. I'm like, I'm, we're looking at different fucking Rotten Tomatoes then. Anyway, continue. 90. No. 90, no. Uh, yeah, 90. Yeah, yeah. I did my homework. I know. 
I know. I thought I thought you said ninety six. I just misheard you. I was like, are you blind? Okay. And you and you wanted to. You were like, oh, I need to fucking. Uh, correct this bitch like she's wrong again and i love no i was very confused because i was looking at a different thing but we're on the same website but anyway continue it had nothing to do with you stop making it about you don't play the victim well i love that you're like checking my uh facts in in real time like while i'm talking about the rotten tomato score you're on rotten tomatoes verifying the accuracy of my statement it's not verifying it's called being prepared i had it up and open already okay continue okay I'm done. That's my little setup. Okay. I have one question for you. God, okay. It's going to be a question that's going to take you about an hour to answer. (laughs) And before I get started, because I have uh, approximately four to 8,000 words of notes to go over here, none of which I took during the movie. So keep you have more mind. words than I do. That seems not that seems not possible. Think you might be uh, exaggerating. No, it, it's long. Like I'm still scrolling through it. Uh, I, I legitimately have too. two thousand words. Oh, like you've typed it out? I don't know. It's on my phone. Yeah. I don't know what the. I, I can't do. I, maybe I can do a word count. I don't know on this app. It doesn't. It's not the time to do that. Okay. Um, anyway. So do your preface. Brilliant movie. Uh, right that's that's your opinion mind-blowing absolutely astounding Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before i go into anything before i give you the reasons why i may love it or hate it Mm -hmm. why do you think it was so good break it down in the simplest possible term as to why you think it was as good as you think it is Uh, well i okay that that's I mean, that's the whole conversation, right? You can't just be like, I have one question. Tell me everything that you think is brilliant about this film. Well, that's part of the discussion. Break it down. Like, if if you were to eat the best pizza you've ever had, be like, why, like what separates this from fucking DiGiorno? What makes this brilliant but delivers from evil not? Not that I'm saying they're comparable, but you know what I mean. So let me give you the short answer, and you're going to hate it. Okay. Um, literally everything. And when I say everything, I mean, I'm talking like, I think it is, I think it's an, it's an incredibly well-written script. I think the dialogue is, uh, amazingly impressive. I fucking love some of the, like, monologues that happen in this film. I obviously think that the performances are extraordinary. I think probably career highs for both of these men. Um, which is saying a lot for Willem Dafoe. Um, like, I mean, for both of them, but like. For somebody who's had such a like impressive career, I think this is definitely one of his best, if not the best. Um, I think you know I love how much, and I, I've been consistently impressed with Eggers for this, but how much research he does. Like he's such a research junkie, and so everything feels incredibly authentic, and he's so detail oriented. Um, and I just love how I love the set design. I think this is a film is beautifully shot. It's gorgeous to look at. He's definitely a master of his craft when it comes to just filming a movie and making it look cinematic and extraordinary. I love the way it's shot with the tight aspect ratio and how it like feels so claustrophobic. Um, I think there's so many like beautiful, amazing shots in this. I love the black and white. I I always find that very sumptuous when it's done right. And I think that's like kind of extraordinary. Um, like literally, I mean, I, I'm going to keep going on until you stop me because there is so much, um, the soundtrack is obviously, uh, it's the same 
he works for the same gentleman who did The Witch, and I think that the sound design is is really amazing in this film. I love the sort of uh, Greek mythology references. I think that's really cool because that's something that I'm really into and fascinated with. I love that it's like a mash. I love that you can't really uh, put this in a box. It's sort of it's not one thing. It's sort of a lot of things. It's it's. I mean, I think it comfortably sits in the horror space, but it's not really a horror film. Um, it sort of defies. Uh, it defies definition because it it is so many. I mean, it's 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 gory and there is a lot of like a horror aspects, but it's also super funny and um you know dramatic and it just it's kind of just everything. Um, yeah, I mean, is that enough to like give you? The gist what, of why ammo? I think it's brilliant. I don't know what do you, I don't know what you're trying to. And, and I think that you know it has the thing that I, I personally love, and I understand this isn't for everyone. I sort of love that it is. Um, I love the ending. I love the way it like makes me think about things. I love that there's like layers for me to peel back. I love that Eggers purposely was like, didn't. Uh, it, like it was very important to him that he didn't like spoon feed exactly what was happening and why, and the ending, which I mean, we're gonna spoil it like we do. The big reveal is that like you, when he finally gets to that lighthouse and he sees what's up there, you don't see it, and you don't really know. There's a lot of possibilities as far as what he saw, and there is a lot of ambiguity as far as like what's real, what's not, what's like, you know, just insanity like losing your mind and who's losing their mind are they both losing their mind are they both sane is one sane and one like insane um is there a supernatural force at play is there not is it just a psychological thing i think that to me is incredibly interesting and fascinating and gives this movie depth like not only is it like beautiful and entertaining to watch but it is a i think it's one of those ones that you can talk about a lot afterwards with somebody who's also into this kind of thing and have a really great, interesting thought provoking conversation. Um, you can't do that after delivers from evil. You're like, yeah, it's fine. Mm, stuff happened. Yeah, sure. This isn't that kind of movie. And this is why, this is why I, this movie is why I love movies. This is the definition of like cinematic ecstasy for me. Okay. There's my long slash short sort of answer. Uh, and now I will let you say why you, don't agree because you're an idiot. <laughs> so, you almost brought me to tears with that, actually. Thank you. No, uh, I think that's probably not holding, for good reasons. Yeah, I was holding in laughter so hard that I was welling up. Basically, everything you said describes a fucking terrible movie. And that's what this movie is. It is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. I'm going to come straight out and say it. This was fucking garbage. In almost every yeah. aspect that I can think of. And I'm not just saying that to be a dick. Mm. No, no. So, like I said, I didn't write anything during during the watching of this movie. The first, I didn't originally plan on taking many notes. And then I, I wrote the one line, the very first line here. that says, terrible movie disguised as quote unquote high art. And then I went on a, I don't know, eight to ten paragraph rampage. About not just this movie, but A24 in general, for the most part. Um, I feel like with these movies, and this one is the most glaring that I can think of in recent memory, is 
they can get away with plot holes, dumb shit, nonsense, not telling the audience anything, hide, quote unquote, like you said, hiding things, making things mysterious and calling it good because it's done by a certain person or produced by a certain company or funded or distributed by whomever. And for some reason, critics eat that shit up, but general audiences aren't usually the biggest fan of that. And it's one of those things where if it were done by somebody else or wasn't done in... If this was the exact same movie, but directed by fucking Steven Spielberg or somebody who's good, but not indie or not this style, you'd be like, eh, it was kind of meh, whatever. It was maybe okay, maybe it was bad, I don't know. This The, the story was not deep. I don't care how many layers you want to pull back. It wasn't thought-provoking. Uh, it wasn't layered as as it in so the way i describe this in one part and this is they cater to film snobs these movies this one especially they're not entertaining and they give you the illusion that you're smart for watching it and pretending to understand what happened when there's nothing to really understand (laughs) it's like those people who stand around art pieces at museums and banter about the meaning of it but really it's just some asshole who duct tape fucking a banana to the wall and put a frame around it and that guy's laughing in the corner at the idiots who are like oh my god this is the most thought-provoking this is a a a piece on society and how we as a people are bananas and we're crazy and we and we just throw things to the wall and see what sticks like it's people like that that these movies cater to and it's fucking bullshit like i'm pretty sure that actually happened at one point, somebody actually did that. They put like a garbage can in an art museum and it was overflowing and it won an award. And then a fucking janitor came and threw it out. And he's like, I just fucking left this here. It's not art. It's just garbage. And that's what this is. That is a perfect metaphor for what this movie is. It's garbage wrapped in pretty tin foil in a nice frame that goes nowhere. It, it's not a good movie. It's just not. And the ending, I've seen that ending a thousand times in a hundred thousand different movies. And it's just like, it, it, it's a plot hole. It's a deus ex machina. He doesn't, he wants to give you as an audience member the impression that you don't know what's going on. But he does. He doesn't fucking know what's going on. He doesn't know what to do there. So he goes, oh my God, he's going to look at this. Blow your eardrums out with some... Uh, peaking audio and then have him fall down the stairs and end up dead on a beach being eaten by birds excuse me we're if we're gonna talk plot holes about movies what the fuck happened it it's it's not one of those it was a dream it was inside his head things and if it was those are the worst kind of movies that's like creating faux pas 101 like you'd never how many movies have you seen where it's like the person wakes up at the end it was just a dream you're like oh fuck that was stupid if that's the case then that was fucking stupid if it's not the case then it doesn't make any fucking sense and it doesn't make it good because it doesn't make sense it just makes it not make fucking sense this movie pissed me off with how bad it was and how well it was received by critics because it's exactly this kind of movie it's just made for critics and I feel like it's very easy to do 
and make a movie for critics, and it doesn't make it good. You know, like obviously, shaking, I'm so mad. Obviously, you have the right to your opinion. Um, you know, as flawed as it is, you you can certainly have that opinion. Um, doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. I mean, other stuff makes you a bad person. I think your opinion on this doesn't, in and of itself, make you a bad person. Um, however, it's not even something that I feel like I like. I could talk about this movie, no no joke with somebody who like wanted to talk about it i could talk about it for hours i have literally so much to say and once somebody started like peeling apart stuff and having a conversation with me it would just like i would spiral into a million different directions um that said if you're gonna come at it with that point of view i'm sort of like well i don't really have anything to say to that because a couple of things this is all i'll say one i don't think that just because it's not deep to you or you didn't take anything out of it does not mean that you can blanket say, oh, there's bullshit. There's nothing here. There's there are essays after essays after essays on this film and what's here. There's also if you do any research and you read like Eggers talking about this film. This is I don't think anyone in their right mind who was being authentic could accuse him of just like throwing some shit together and being like, oh, I don't know, like dumb audiences will find something about this that isn't there. Like there is so much like symbolism and so much stuff. And, and I get it if you're saying that's not for you. That's not how you want to engage with a film. You don't want to, you, you like a straightforward narrative, which is fine. And I'm not judging you for that. Lots of people do. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying to, to then just say because it's not your thing that it's garbage is inauthentic. Like, I don't think that's fair in any way. Um, but I also say the same thing, being like, just because it is your thing doesn't make it brilliant? Well, that brings me to my second point. I think it's also disingenuous to say this movie is garbage because of the fact that it is so... It, 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 it represents so much technical expertise and artistry it is fair for you to say this is not enjoyable for me like I didn't have a good time watching this film that is a fair statement and no one could take that away from me not that anybody would but like but that there's merit in that to say this isn't for me but to say that it is not a well-made beautifully shot beautifully constructed beautifully performed film is I feel like makes it set makes this argument sound ignorant because like you, I know you understand technical expertise. We talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. You complain when it's not there. Mm -hmm. This film short of whether you resonated with the story or not, which is a whole other conversation that we can or can't have depending on how we feel. Um, it's a beautifully constructed film. And so I, that's when I get kind of mad at you because I don't think it's fair of you to say this is a piece of shit given like, what went into making this film and how just like honestly like it is it is a work of art it might not resonate with you and you might not want to peel apart the layers and you might it might be like people that are like i hate modern art because i think all the shit that you just said it's garbage or whatever that's fine if it's not for you that does not take away its value its inherent value in any way shape or form and this film is pretty pretty masterful and so like that's the kind of shit that makes me like crazy but that's an opinion 
your it's not you're an saying opinion. all it is it is it is what's masterful well, how can you define masterful in a quantitative sense you technically it's technically any review of anything is an opinion so i think that's a stupid argument we don't need to sit here well, and argue do, about whether it's my thought you can't say mine is inauthentic because it's an opinion and then you turn around and say yours is authentic because it's an opinion I think because I think that we can establish because you think it's good, some, so therefore it's the right opinion. Let me finish. I think okay. we can establish some ground rules of agreed upon objectivity. Like I said, like technically, anytime anybody says anything about any piece of art, it is an opinion. But there are some objective ground framework that we base critical analysis on, and that is the technical aspect. So that's why I said like you cannot like the story and you cannot be entertained. And those are opinions that are valid. And like that's where we're gonna come at it from a different perspective and that's totally okay. You can't say, I think, with any sort of integrity that like it doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. It isn't like well constructed. It isn't well acted. It isn't like painstakingly detailed. Like there are things in the technical aspect that I would think even you would be like, okay it is, you know, from a filmmaking standpoint, a great film. From a audience engagement standpoint, I don't think it's good because here are the reasons. Like, that would be a fair, I, I think, a fair, reasonable argument. But for somebody like you who is so, like, into the technical aspect, mm -hmm. for you to say this is garbage makes me feel like you're trolling me because I don't think you can watch this film as somebody who understands film and not appreciate the artistry that went into making the film, whether it resonates with you or not. So I actually made a note about that. Okay. Okay. Let me just try to find it here somewhere. I um, My heart is racing. So after this, I'm going to have to take a volume. I just want you to know this. I am okay, so, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to not be like, you know, not be like, fuck you and like be rageful. And be respectful in this conversation, but I'm so just like ramped up right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, I can't find it in here. It I vaguely remember what I said about it. It has something to do with the whole. They used it. I f I feel like as an opinion. Okay, are we okay with me saying that? That the <laughs> quote unquote technical aspects of this film were used as a crutch to make up for the poor writing, storytelling, and everything else. I think they tried to make it visually interesting, even though I didn't really find it all that visually interesting, uh, technically-wise or whatever. I don't know what cameras they used. I, I'm assuming, based on the what you tell me about this guy, he made it as hard as possible for him. So he used like, those fucking 19, 1800s film cameras where they fucking reel it with the little hand gauge on the side because reasons, I don't know, because if you add that, it makes it better for some reason. It doesn't, but you know, um, it, it just, it fit the theme. Sure. It fit the theme of the movie. Uh, I can't say it didn't cause it was, it took place in 18, whatever. And it looked like it took place in 18, whatever the set design. Fine. I mean, the technical aspects were okay. I didn't like the cinematography. I didn't like the filming. The black and white, I don't didn't really care about either way. Like, I didn't say, oh, my God, it's black and white in 2022. This must be fucking genius. Uh, I also didn't go, well, that was unnecessary. It, it was fine. It, it fit the theme. Don't care about that. 
that's not what's going to make or break this movie for me. Sometimes technical aspects can definitely deter from movies. Like we've watched a bunch of uh, indie films and whatnot where like I just can't get into it because it doesn't look good. I didn't have that issue with this. Like I said, it, it didn't sway my opinion. I didn't go, oh my God, it's the best movie ever because it looked cool. That's what you would say for a Marvel movie. When we're talking about the technical aspects, it 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 kind of is a moot point, I think. And I want to touch on the, the spot where you said it's brilliant or it's masterful or whatever, partly in part because of the effort that Eggers put into it, the details, the painstaking hours and hours of research. I, that's great for a fucking university paper. I don't care. I don't care if the wood in the white in the lighthouse is period accurate. I really don't give a shit. If it looks, it could be made of plastic. As long as it looks like it belongs here, I don't care. I don't care. The fact that he may have gone to like fucking Scandinavia and cut down a, down a fucking 300 year old tree to build a lighthouse out of it. Don't give a shit. It doesn't make it a good movie. And, and I've had this discussion with people before about Stanley Kubrick where it's like, well, he would sit there for days to get the same and have the actor do the same scene over and over again to get the right shot and to get the again that effort doesn't always equal quality and i hate when people are like if you put a ton of hard work into it it'll be great because that's not fucking true all the time like the the there's the fucking captain picard meme i think it's picard anyway it's like you can do everything perfectly and still fail and you can put all the effort in the world into a project and still not have it be good. And I, there was a movie I reviewed for my own website a long, long time ago. And this guy, you could tell he put his heart into it. His blood, sweat, and tears went into this movie. But it was fucking awful. And I tried to be nice with the review and he didn't like it, whatever. Beside the point. Just because you put the effort in, just because you spend hours making sure the grain of the wood goes the right way on the pillar in a scene that's going to be on camera for four seconds doesn't mean it's good. It just means it's there. Well, the good thing is, I don't think it's actually a question in anybody's mind that this film is what would be widely considered good. Um, it's not for everyone, and that's fair. I mean, I don't think there are many... A24 films that are just going to be for every single person. Um, there's definitely a, a certain crowd that that's targeted towards. Um, however, I mean, and, and I know, like, what critics say isn't the law. Um, and certainly you don't have to agree with it. But there's enough, there's enough out there that I think it's pretty widely accepted that this is a quality film. Um, I disagree with you and do think passion is counts for a lot. And yes, of course, you could be really passionate and not have the technical expertise to pull something off. Uh, Eggers does have the technical expertise to pull off his passion. And I, as an artist, appreciate how much of himself he puts into this films and how I think for me that that really comes through in every frame of the film. And for me, that makes it uh, a better viewing experience. I feel like it helps transcend stuff that's good and okay and fine to something that is, um, you know, lasting and important and going to stand the test of time, which I'm 
positive this film will, um, just like The Witch. I think there's very little argument that he's, like, immensely talented. Um, and, yeah, like, listen, I knew, I knew this wasn't going to be for you. It's not your bag. And I knew you probably went into it ready to hate it, which certainly doesn't help the situation at all. And I don't know with you how much of this is, like, let me piss Stephanie off versus, like, how much you genuinely hated this film. Um, but none of this is a surprise, which is actually good because if this was a surprise, I would probably be reeling right now. But I was preparing myself emotionally and mentally for this whole discussion. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that we can <laughs> – I hate this phrase sort of, but, you know, agree to disagree because we definitely are coming from it from very different directions. But I do – I will say again, I find it, I, I find it problematic to call this film garbage. I, I do think it's okay to say it's not your thing. You know, it's not how you like to engage with films. You know, it's not a, a traditional, uh, very different from Deliverance from Evil. It's not a traditional like narrative. Like, let's just get lost in this story and you know some fun shit will happen and whatever I can check my brain at the door it's not that at all which for me I love and I get that you don't love it but it's uh I think it's kind of spectacular yeah I don't get that at all <laughs> okay <laughs> like I said like I <sighs> like I'm looking at his IMDb page and he has three movies that he's directed uh, there's one called Woodlands Dark Days, Bewitched. I don't know what that is. Um, Northman, Lighthouse the Witch. Like I said, they're catered Wood to critical responses. So his, so his highest rated movie by audiences, by the general public, the movie going mm -hmm. whatever people, 72. He has 59 and 64 are the other ones. So when we had uh, Nathaniel on, didn't he say that is perfectly acceptable oh shit? You have to quit quoting this. because I love that phrase. Uh, um, I don't listen. agree with it in terms of this movie, but... If Listen, you can't the, make a movie. No way. No way. I think I, we need to get Nathaniel on here because there is literally no way that he would talk about the lighthouse and say this is perfectly acceptable shit. Like it, that phrase, you're taking it very out of context because n no one in their right mind who understands anything about film would say that. I, I stand by so that. So you're saying I know nothing about film. I think you're trolling me a little bit because this is what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm seriously... I'm not. I was <laughs> I, legitimately angry after watching this movie. It, because it makes me think, it makes me question. Uh, listen, I'm trying to say this delicately because I want to be respectful as much as I'm angry at you. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me question your relationship to cinema. If you say to me, like, again, if you say to me, I don't enjoy these kind of films. Uh, this is not a great viewing experience for me. Then I'm okay with that. Like, I'm like, all right, that's a fair assessment. If you say to me, I don't think that this is a quality film, then I'm not okay with it because it makes me think that you don't understand 
on any sort of... So tell me what I should understand then. Because you keep saying I, I don't understand and there's all these things that I'm missing, but you haven't said what they are. And you say I that have. a lot with these kind of I movies. I went through no, a whole... No. No, you, you, you give the vague, you don't have any details. You say, oh, it's deep and I, I can talk about it for hours with the subtext. But what is the subtext? What is the deepness? What what are the technical aspects that make this good? Yeah, okay, he spent hours in a library researching fucking 1800s uh, lighthouse keepers. Great. How does that right, make it me, into a good movie? Let me do this. Let me do this, okay? Because I, I have done this and I apparently you tune out what I say, which is not surprising to me. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and you just say yes or no. Okay. Okay. Do you think it's well shot? Can we have not a middle do you ground? Like how can we have, can not, we have a maybe? Not do you like how it looks. Do you think that it is competently shot? Do you think it is like it looks like it was made by somebody who understands how to shoot a film? Wow, you That's can't a, answer that. No, I can't because there are a lot of scenes where I'm like, I, I would have, as a photographer and somebody who frames things for a living sometimes I would say 50-50 some of it was good some of it wasn't do you think that do you think it looks cheap yes okay do you think the performances are good I think the performances were the only good thing about this movie and I say that with an asterisk because I think the accents they were doing were fucking terrible and they couldn't hold them the entire movie there were many times where Robert Pattinson especially slipped a lot. With the accent. Did, what did you think about the score and the way it sounds? I Did you think it was good? I don't think it was memorable. I don't remember it. I can wow. I safely say I don't remember the score. The only thing I remember is the ear-shattering uh, peaking when he looks into the lighthouse. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess then we're just in a situation where we just are in very, very different corners on this film. Um, I think it's extraordinary. Um, I've already, I mean, I know you say I'm being vague, but I'm doing that with the interest of like, I obviously we're not going to talk about the deeper subtext of this film for two hours like that wouldn't that's a very different podcast and you would check out and our audience would check out whatever I think I've said enough to say that I think I think this is really special I think he's just like one of the best most exciting filmmakers we have right now I literally I don't think exciting is fair every, I don't think he's ever well, made an exciting movie I, I will say this so he um, I'm pretty sure it was the it might not have been the premiere. It might have been like the second showing. Anyway, he showed this at a festival I was at like very early on. Mm -hmm. And maybe it had shown it one other thing like Sundance or something, but it was like right. one of the first showings. And it was uh, it was basically a secret screening, which um, I live for. Where it's like you don't know what you're getting into and it could be literally anything. Um, and I, I was like, please, like, whatever like gods may be please please let it be the lighthouse like that is the only thing that I like I was so fucking excited for this film I couldn't even stand it and then it was and he was there and he was like talking about this film which always like you know full disclosure 
that definitely infuses uh, my respect for the film, just hearing from the filmmaker and understanding their perspective and what they were going for and, and why they made the choices that they did. Um, I find it, I find him incredibly interesting and smart and passionate about film in a real deep sort of way. And I think he's fucking phenomenal. And he is, uh, anytime he announces a new project, I, he's one of those filmmakers I'm all in. I don't give a shit. I don't need to see a trailer. I don't even really care what it's about. I'm like, just tell me his name is attached and I'm there. And that's that's pretty rare and not something that is, you know, that's certainly not universal. I mean, there's filmmakers I like, but to have that sort of, and, and to be so, like you mentioned Woodlands. I just wanted to point out, that's actually a documentary about folk horror and I think he's attached to it only because, like, they talk about the witch. Mm. Uh, it's not actually like a movie he made or something that he. Oh, okay. Yeah, it said unknown. Did. Like the credit was unknown. Yeah, because this is his second film only. Like he did the witch and he did the lighthouse. So. Yeah, um, and then he did the north. Just, Man. just to clarify, and the Woodlands is a really great documentary if you're into folk horror, which I really am. So, um, but it is like you got to be. It, it's like an academic sort of thing, so you got to be really into it. Well, I mean, I like documentaries. I like f- horror. I like folky I, stuff. But I don't so, know if you would like it or not. I don't think you like folk horror very much. Do you? Do you? Uh, well, you're not into. Okay, well, maybe you would. It, I. It's it, it long depends. and it's. It's, long. it's very. Well, it is. It's a very long documentary, and it's very. I'm. I'm, I'm saying this not with any hate or malice because I think it was mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Um, but it's very like. It is just like an intellectual, like almost like taking a college course on understanding the origins of folklore, uh, which I think is fascinating as hell. But it's not like done with like flashy, like, look how fun and cool this is. It's more like, let me educate you on film history. You know, you, you do know I have like a history based <laughs> podcast, right? Like, it's not like I don't find this shit interesting. Well, I don't know because this is <laughs> just because I don't like the movies. Like Eggers is all about historical, like that's his jam, and you right. So they make a him, fucking so. documentary. Oof. God, all right. Well, <laughs> let me say this to the audience. Okay. Just Google something like lighthouse masterpiece. The lighthouse is a masterpiece, or why is the lighthouse a masterpiece? And you will find. Article after article after article after article. Very smart, very educated people talking to you about the specifics of why this movie is, and this is not using this word flippantly like Casey thinks I do, a actual masterpiece. Okay, Um, so to counterpoint that, Google mm -hmm. why isn't The Lighthouse a masterpiece or why is The Lighthouse a terrible movie? And you'd find equally as many articles written by equally as smart people about why this is a terrible movie. You the credentials of the people. Involved, oh right, so people who only have education uh, have an opinion that's worthy. If if a doctor of medicine wrote an I... article saying how good it is, but if like as somebody who has like a, a PhD in film study said it's terrible, you would still side with the doctor, the medical doctor. Like I don't I don't understand like why the why no. credentials have a, an importance in this. Well, it's people. That's that's such talk. a snobby thing to say. It's not a snobby thing to say. It is a snobby thing to say because you're saying the guy right. who doesn't have the credentials doesn't have an appropriate opinion. 
when it comes to because critiquing a movie. I think with films like this, um, because you talk, you're like, oh, the audience is like, they don't get very high score. It's because if you talk to an audience of people who this is made for, I think in general, that consensus would be very high for how great of a film this is. The problem is, is that when people who don't like these kind of art house films watch these films, they are like, oh, no, they go in because you do this to you like art house is garbage. So therefore, this is garbage. And let me just talk to you why about why this is garbage. And that's not really a fair, a fair or informed uh, discussion of the film. I think I want to hear from somebody. Okay. No, I just want to interject by saying, Mm. like, a lot of the things you say do have a little bit of a hypocritical stance because you said anything Robert Eggers does, I will immediately be excited and love. So you're automatically biased going into it. So why can't I be automatically biased the other way? Like, that's, I don't get these these concepts where you say, my personal opinion, my personal feelings on this outweighs yours because of my predisposed bias on it. First of all, there's difference. I said I would be excited about anything he released. Now, that doesn't mean that he might do something that I'm going to watch and be like, I don't love it. But I, if I, I said... I think that's hard to... to it, anyway, if I If I watched a film of his predisposed to wanting to like it, which I think is a... Is a I think that's an important distinction. I, I'm predisposed to want to like everything he does. It doesn't mean that I'm going to. But it that automatically that puts you... In the blocks it means that ahead I'm the to audience. say you're no. It means that you are already you want to like it. Sure. I'm not saying every art house movie. I, like I, a film. So, but I mean, just because it's art house doesn't mean I will hate it. There's a good chance I want to hate it because I think it's going to be pretentious. But that's not always true. We've talked about yeah, art house films that I don't hate. We talked about last week with the fucking X, which is an art house slasher movie. And then Antlers, which I really enjoyed, which is an art house movie. The movie Ghost Story, didn't hate it. it that's an A24 movie. So I, again, I don't go in hating these movies instantly before they turn on. I might want to, but then I sometimes actually like them. So it's the same thing. It's just the other end of the spectrum. I'm just saying, like, you you can't say your predisposition to something is more important than somebody else's. I think if you make a film for a particular audience and that audience set that it doesn't resonate with that audience, that's different than it not resonating with an audience that it was not ever geared towards, who are going to probably dislike it just because of the nature of the film. Because that's not, like, if I said to you, I hate found footage films. In general, I pretty much hate all found footage films. I hate the conceit of a found footage film, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which plenty of people think. And and you pick a found footage film for us to watch, and I end up saying, like, it's garbage. I, I would say that my opinion carries a little less weight there because I'm not the target for that. Like, I don't like found footage. So it's hard for me to tell you whether it's a good found footage film or not, right? You know, because I'm... 
it's not my jam. And I'm being very vocal about the fact that it's not for me. And that's I, okay. It's nothing wrong with it being not for you. I'm just saying I want to hear from people that it is for and hear how they interact with the the work. That's I mean, That carries more weight to me. That That's fine. Mm-hmm. And that might carry more weight for you. But I think the sign of any good anything, be it art or I don't know, whatever, anything that's ever been created for any purpose, if you can convert somebody with that movie who hates found footage but they saw Paranormal Activity and they fucking loved it, I think that's a sign of a better movie than catering to the audience who's going to like it no matter what you put out. Because you're just describing a yes man. If I make something for you off of your tastes and you like it, that's not... Uh, that's not praise. That That's just, I made something for you. I like pizza. You give me pizza, I'm going to like it. <laughs> you give somebody who doesn't like pizza, pizza, and they like it, well, then shit, that must be a good fucking pizza. I, I, don't, I mean, I think we're belaboring this point because I think you're misinterpreting what I'm trying to say, and that's fine. Like, I don't, I think we've probably... I guess it's because I don't have a PhD. No, listen, neither do I. Stop acting like... I hate when you <laughs> act like I'm just being a snob or being an elitist. You are, like, though. I'm not. I'm not. You, you, I'm, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back where you called our uh, the general movie-going audience idiots. Because I think that... <laughs> I'm not a, snobby. I'm not snobby. I just think they're idiots. That's all. I think that for me, I I feel like if you truly are somebody who appreciates the craft of filmmaking, the art of filmmaking, you should, in my opinion, be able to differentiate entertainment value from quality of the film. And I feel like a lot of people can't, won't, don't. And so they'll be like, like you do this, you're like, this is a garbage film. Mm-hmm. I feel like saying something like that kind of immediately, in my personal opinion, uh, devalidates the uh, anything that you might have to say about the film. Because I don't think that it is... Uh, I find it very impossible. I, like I said, I'm totally fine with somebody saying, I didn't enjoy the experience of watching this film. Because that is a personal experience that is valid regardless of like, it, that doesn't require any sort of knowledge or education or anything. That's just like, hey, this isn't for me. Like, I didn't enjoy the experience of it. But when you take a film that is, I believe and I think most people who understand film would agree and do agree which is why the critic score is so high that this is a beautifully crafted film so when you take a film that is crafted so well and say it's garbage I find that problematic and this is why I say the things that I say and maybe I'm not using the right words or maybe I'm not communicating properly I'm not trying to say that people who don't study film or whatever shouldn't have an opinion you're allowed to have an opinion I'm just saying that I weighed it differently when you're like, oh, piece of shit. When I'm like, clearly, clearly this film, I feel like just objectively is not a piece of shit. It may not be up your alley 
and that's totally fine. But it's not a piece of shit, and I would argue that till the day I die. That that's fine, but again, we're talking about opinion. So mm. by saying it's a masterpiece doesn't automatically make it a masterpiece either. Me saying it's a piece of shit doesn't make it a piece of shit. Again, it's my opinion. Your opinion of it is that it is a masterpiece. Doesn't make well, it as such in a any quantifiable sense. That's why there's critical analysis though where you actually go in and talk but about... But it's a movie. It's There's no... Like, again, like we've talked about criteria and stuff, but it, it, it's all arbitrary. Even those, quote-unquote, whatever you want to call them, criteria, analytics, they're still made up by somebody it's not like two plus two equals four you know it's not like framing this shot automatically makes it a masterpiece you can't there's nothing uh, in there all right. it's all opinion based okay well you have an opinion i have an opinion and we're uh well that i'm just not like, gonna agree i'm just saying like it's not like right. uh, it's not like a, a sports team where you can look at like the 1927 yankees and say they're the best baseball team to ever exist because they went undefeated or whatever that's they never lost a game. That's a very good baseball team. A movie, how do you rate that same analytics on a movie? Because you can't go, oh, well, because it made a billion dollars at the box office. It was the best movie ever. Because every movie nowadays makes a billion dollars if it's a blockbuster. It doesn't make it a good movie. It just makes it financially sound. You know, it... I'm just going to, this is going to be the last thing I say. And then, then you can have your, your piece and then we can say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Movies like this, in my opinion, as somebody, as somebody who's been in movies, made movies, wrote books, in a creative sense, who, who has an understanding of the creative process, right? I'm not saying that I know all, end all, just anecdotal experience, <coughs> experience on my end. I find these kind of movies lazy. And I say that because it's wow. easier to write vagities, if that's even a word. I don't know if that's a fucking word. Uh, and leave things up to interpretation to the audience than it is to fully flesh it out. That is my opinion. That yeah. I, I have written scripts in the past is obviously like a long long time ago and it's just for fun they never planned on doing anything with them because i don't have resources to make a movie blah 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 but whatever i've written movies with endings very similar to this where it's like up to the audience up to the audience to determine how they want to perceive it and that is only because i didn't know how to fucking end it and that is my personal experience my opinion my anecdotal whatever on the subject when i'm watching a movie and you can say this for anybody who's like i i have a friend who's a seamstress she makes costumes for a whole bunch of shit and she's like a lot of things are ruined for me because i can see the detail of the dress or the the set design on a movie stage or whatever and it i can see the fallacies i can see the shortcuts I can see the things I don't like. And that's true for anybody who has any experience in anything. When you see something, you hear something that maybe the general audience doesn't have or hear or see or whatever because you have the experience in it. And again, my experience in writing vague shit is either I don't want 
to think of the ending or think of the, the stuff and disguise it as subtext. Or I just don't want to complete it because I don't know how to. So I'd leave it up for interpretation. I'm not saying that's what he did in this movie. I'm saying that's what it feels like to somebody who has done that. Is that a fair statement? Well, I think it's a fair statement that you've done that. <laughs> I don't think it's a fair statement to project that onto Robert Eggers because I I feel like when you said this is lazy. I heard you probably scoff. The, it's probably the worst thing that you could have ever said because I feel like I don't know. I feel like no one in their really right mind would accuse Robert Eggers of being lazy. I mean, you can accuse him of a lot of things, pretentious if you want. I hate that word, but fine. <laughs> lazy would be the, I mean, there's about a thousand words you could say above that that I feel like it would have more merit than that. Uh, he's probably one of the least lazy filmmakers there is, just in 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 the scope of, like, the effort and the meticulousness and stuff. I, it's like, and... And again, you don't have to listen. I said that's how it feels. Yeah, but I'm saying that I I feel like that just because you're like, well, I struggled for an ending, so I just left it open. Okay, okay. Doesn't mean that that's not okay. Listen, can I rephrase that then? (laughs) I thought it was my time to counter, but yes, sure, go ahead, rephrase. Because you're taking it a little out of context. And well, you do this you, to me you, all the time. No, but I mean, you're saying it like that's I'm the only person to have ever done that in the history of writing or cinema or whatever. I'm the only one who's like, I'm too lazy to think of an ending. That's not true, like at all. I'm, that's but, happened but I think there's, many a time. I think there's a difference between shitty endings that are unsatisfying because of That's bad what writing. This ending was to me, but continue. And it, endings that are intentionally designed to be thought-provoking and are keeping in within the entire theme and tone of the film. This ending didn't come out of left field where you're yes, like it did. Oh fuck, well, not to me. Here's the thing. <laughs> I I'm going to readily admit that I am predisposed to like this because, so I was, we've talked about this before, I was an English major, and a lot of my love for literature carries over to my love for film and how I like to engage with film, and it is very much, when you're an English major, about analysis, and so this is why I do the thing that drives you crazy, where I'm like, what's the deeper subtext, and what's the meanings, and I try to peel it apart, because that's what I did with literature, I mean, that's how I learned to kind of interact with the written word. Mm -hmm. So I do that in film too. And I granted, I know, and I'm first to admit that that's not for everyone. That's not everyone's cup of tea. And I get it. So that does make me a different, a different target audience because I love that shit. Um, And I've read plenty of very exceptional pieces of literature that intentionally do that. They intentionally, um, create a story that you can take multiple meanings out of and you can and whether or not and and a lot of times you'll you'll read interviews and stuff where the artist writer author will say yes I know what I intended but I'm purposely not going to tell you what it is because I part of the experience of this is that I mean and part of 
what a lot of people, including me, think makes good art is that you can different people can have different experiences with it and they can take different things out of it and it isn't cut and dry and I don't I personally am not a big fan of being spoon fed I appreciate when something makes me think makes me like I can interpret this film in a few different ways and either every way I interpret it is satisfying and that's what I think is smart about this ending is the fact that I think there's about three different endings that I can pull out of this as far as like what what he saw in the lighthouse and what that was supposed to be about and no matter how I interpret it it's it's fulfilling to me it's satisfying and it's smart and it it resonates and so that to me is the difference between a lazy stupid ending and an ending that just is intentionally designed to make you think I don't think I think it is it's fair to say that maybe some filmmakers do that and maybe some are just because endings are hard like objectively especially in horror a lot of unsatisfying endings because it is very difficult to wrap up a story in a way that is respectful of the whole thing and leaves you feeling fulfilled um so a lot of times people like you'll have a great movie and the very end will ruin it um and so I'm not saying that doesn't happen but I'm saying that I don't think that that's what this is I think that this is an example of somebody who legitimately wanted you to this whole movie is designed to be a thought piece and be thought provoking and make you question what's happening or not happening. And that's intentional and not, not, I mean, again, of all the things you could say about this film, lazy would be the one thing that I'm like, Nope, I can't let you have that opinion. I can let you have a lot of opinions, but that's one opinion that I cannot stand by because I, there's no way that this is lazy filmmaking. Well, uh, too bad. Uh, <laughs> I just have, I, I have to ask, have to ask All without right. going into detail without it, like going into the subtext and whatever what are those three endings in your interpretation just just the, the basics like what do you think he saw in the lighthouse or in the light thing okay. whatever the fuck well that is. i mean there's <laughs> obviously the reading that um i'll try to be as brief as possible so there's the reading that like he's lost his mind right and so whatever he saw is a figment of his imagination because he's like off his rocker and that's where you're like i think the film plays with that effect like is he has he lost his mind is shit really happening what's going on here um there's also the potential that he's basically living in his own personal hell or purgatory and that that's a metaphor for this um which would give a different interpretation of the events that take place um it also could be something that it's like he purposely didn't show it because it's just one of those things that it's like it's like a lot of times in creature features where it's scarier and more impressive if you don't see the creature because like once you do see the threat or the creature or whatever, it's like a letdown. And there's that idea of you sort of imagining what he saw is more powerful than whatever could actually be shown. Um, or is it the fact, which I feel like I kind of actually love this idea, this interpretation that when he gets there, like, this whole buildup of, like, what the fuck's in the lighthouse? Oh, my God. Like, that becomes an obsession and something that, like, is all-consuming. That he gets there and there's actually nothing. Which makes him realize that, like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. This is all, like, the meaningless, you know, absurdity of life. Um, for me, that's kind of a powerful ending because I appreciate that. And, like I said, like, and that's just a few of the different ways that you can sort of read that ending. But the fact that you can read that much and all of those are pretty satisfying in my mind 
um, for different reasons. That's what I mean. I think that that's, for me, the mark of something, uh, the kind of film that has lasting power because, like, you can rewatch it multiple times. You can, you can infuse different meanings into what's happening, and I think that's, like, incredibly powerful. That probably wasn't satisfying for you, but there you go. You no, asked the no, question. that's 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 <laughs> that's what I wanted. Just, yeah, I don't agree with the creature feature thing only because it's never really brought up at all, ever. I don't think I they they mention. So that only works if it's alluded to at some point that maybe the lighthouse has a fucking mermaid living in the top of it, which I know they talk about mermaids and blah 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 blah, but they they never really alluded to at least that I can recall the lighthouse itself being like sentient or alive or being controlled by something. So I don't think that they just don't, that vibe doesn't vibe with me. Um, I mean, the th- they definitely set up the fact that there's something up there. Like they don't, they don't well, they, specify they, what it is. They but. they set up that Willem Dafoe thinks there might be something up there because he's a crazy old motherfucker. That doesn't mean there actually is, but um, I think the biggest issue I have with the ending, and I think the thing that mm-hmm. would have made it more v- in in line of what you wanted in, ter- in terms of interpretation, would to have ended it after he does that fucking ear crushing scream you i think you lose a little bit of the magic when he falls down the stairs and ends up on the fucking beach somehow i think that was trying to do too much if you're talking like straight storytelling if you want to say if i want to say that this movie was fine and good and everything was up to that point it was fantastic i would still critique that ending and say by doing what they did with have him look in the light realizing whatever leave that up to interpretation that's fine don't care great whatever but then have him fall down the stairs and then fade to black and have him on the beach being eaten by birds yeah i get the greek uh who's that sisyphus that who that prometheus. is prometheus yeah uh i get that and like the whole light and fire thing like i i understand trust me i get metaphors and shit like that i'm not stupid it's just, it feels like you you have this ambiguous moment where, okay, leave it up to the audience, and then you're basically telling them afterwards what it is. Because like you said, it's his own, like, basically uh, purgatory, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat cycle. By doing that, that's, that's like very nail on the head with the birds at the end. Uh, coupled with like being in a lighthouse and all that shit. Because uh, I don't remember if there was electricity in this or supposed to be. I don't remember those details. Or if this was like a flame lighthouse. I don't think it was. But anyway, whatever they, if you end it with him screaming, cut to black, fade, finny, the end, whatever. I think that is a more powerful ending than what they did or what he did. Is that a okay. fair assessment of that sure i mean look i think it's fair to say i would have preferred a different kind of ending or i would have preferred it if they did this and this of that like that's obviously fair and we could debate that all day long we're not gonna but you know i don't i don't judge you at all for saying like 
yeah, I didn't love this last shot, or I didn't love how they handled this, or I, I didn't love that. That's totally I didn't fine. Love any of it. I know. What I do. <laughs> I know. You have issues with me saying it was a piece of garbage. So yeah, I judge. Okay, I, let me, I do let have me, an issue with that. The way I judge that mostly is if I would recommend it to anybody I know. Or anybody, point blank, period. And I would say no. I would not recommend this to anybody I've ever spoken to in my life. I don't know. Okay, maybe one person would appreciate this movie or like this movie. I can safely say if I know 100 of them, 99 would not like this movie. Easy. And that's how I judge the merit of the overall experience of a movie. It's funny because we run in different circles because I'm like, I, I would most people that I interact with, and I do have a few people like you, for example, who I'd be like, well, I'm not recommending The Lighthouse to Casey. I mean, I'm going to force him to watch it for the podcast, but not for <laughs> pleasure. Yeah. Um, but but most of the people that I know, like if I think about like everybody that I, you know, see at Film Fest, okay, every but, single one of those people, I'd be like, you got to watch this movie. It's a masterpiece. And okay, they would all be like on board. Take those people out of it and say the people you work with. Would you recommend this movie to any single person that you work with? Yes. That you see every day? How many? If you work with 60 people, how many of them would you recommend it? Say, and with with confidence that would like this movie. Not because you like it, but because you think they would. I mean. Give me a percentage. Is it 50%, 90%, 6%? Like, that's what I mean is what makes a good movie point blank just without breaking anything down without going too deep into anything is would anybody else like it but you're asking me to like think about personal taste like for example i know i have somebody a movie it's a a movie's personal taste but let me tell you let me tell you why i think that's problematic i have a uh people who are like every like they're obsessed with marvel right and you can relate to this every marvel movie is like the greatest thing that ever happened does it really matter like if it's a marvel movie I'm going to be pretty comfortable being like, yeah, you should see this movie. Yeah. Does that mean that every Marvel movie that comes out is a masterpiece or a work of art or fantastic? No, but that's not, that's not the criteria no, but I, for a masterpiece or work of art. I'm I saying know, in terms of movie experience, that's it. Is it a okay, good movie there, to recommend to somebody? There are people that I would recommend Sharknado to because I know what kind of aesthetic and what sort of film that they enjoy. And they would like, or Birdemic. I'd be like, you got to fucking watch Birdemic because I know what <laughs> kind of... Do you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean that I'm recommending because I think it's a great film. It's because I'm recommending to somebody's personal taste. So what the question that you're asking about, who would you recommend this to? You're asking me to tailor recommendations based on what I know people like. That's not the same thing as saying I think this movie on its own is a fucking phenomenal film. Okay, fine. Fine. Those take, are away, take, take, take away the, the, the personal uh, aspect yeah. of the other people then. If you walked into yeah. a room with 100 people and you didn't know them from fucking Adam, would you recommend this movie to the general public, the general yes. person? Okay. Yes, but 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 I would but, be clear. But to what? It. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna you don't get you. to explain. You don't. No, no. You don't get to explain okay. to these people why they should watch it, or what okay. it's about, or what they might All experience right. because you're 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 tainting the water. Hundred people who have never heard of this movie before. You put it on in a room, or would you? What would you put it on a room full of a hundred people who have never heard of it before? Well, I think your tainting the water thing is ridiculous because every single review of any film is going to tell you why you should or shouldn't watch a film. Right, but like, that's, and, that's not... And going to set the stage for what kind of film it is. Because the thing is, like, I think 
like I'm saying, a horror junkie, right? And so I love horror and I want to recommend it. But am I going to like recommend hardcore horror films to people who don't like horror? No, because it doesn't matter how great the horror film is. If you hate horror, you know what I mean? So if I can't caveat it and tell you what kind of experience it is, then obviously I'm setting a lot of people up for disappointment, which is not well, something that I would be thrilled to do. Not but how if you, the world no, works. But if I'm not that's saying that's how the world works, I, I, I'm not saying that's how the world works. I'm saying that's how it, the recommendation should be. You shouldn't have to no. give it a caveat. You shouldn't have to. If it's, it's you the can dumbest walk into thing a, I've ever heard but, you say, uh, Casey, and that's you can saying walk a lot. In, you can walk into a room of a hundred people who have varying tastes of movies, but they all like movies. Just they, you know. You check a box. You like a movie? Yes. Okay, go in that room. Do you like movies? Nah, not really. Okay, fuck off. You can probably put on any Marvel movie and they would... most. Some people would be like, yeah, whatever, this is dumb. I don't like this stupid shit. Most of them would be like, yeah, it was okay. The two hours went by. If you put this on in a room of those same people, it would be the opposite. It would be like three or four people would be like, that was really good. And the rest would be like, yeah, no. Well, I think uh, we should end this conversation because I think yes. your premise is fundamentally flawed. But whatever, I think yeah, yours I mean, is fundamentally flawed. So there we if go. If you're if you're making me die on a hill here, uh, I I don't feel bad about recommending this film. Uh, well, you should, all. but that's beside the point. Okay. All righty. Well, that was a a discussion. That was uh, something. That was something. Well, you knew it was going to be something. But, yeah, uh, I do. I don't have a segue, so just leave reviews and ratings <laughs> on Spotify. Maybe uh, not on this episode, though. Maybe wait till another one and leave reviews. But sure, no, no, leave no, reviews. This one too. This one too. <laughs> because well, somebody's either going to agree or disagree with one of us. That's true. I mean, I mean, you're there's, definitely there's representing no... two sides of the spectrum here. I don't, yeah, this is not the movie. I mean, Deliver Us From Evil, that would probably be like, most people were like mediocre or meh on it. So that's not going to draw. But on on The Lighthouse, which was obviously the draw of this episode, there's no middle ground. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, it was okay. They're going to be like, this is either what you say is a masterpiece or they're going to say what I say is a piece of crap. One of the two is going to be their opinion. Mm-hmm. So we could, we're going to get a five star or a one star regardless. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Um, that somebody's gonna be like, yeah. Uh, oh my anyway, God, Stephanie's yeah, so bad. I mean, She's so snobby. I don't like her pretentious nature. I can't stand I, listening to her. Not, it's not, not even possible. But yeah, sure. That's, that's exactly what's gonna In happen. your little fantasy world. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I um yeah this was this was a uh, this was an experience. We might need a palate cleanser next week. I don't know what we're gonna do, but this was this was a rough one. But um sometimes we gotta do these. We gotta do the. And the nature of the show is for us to fight a little bit, so sometimes we have to go down this bumpy, bumpy road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I will need some time to recover. I'm not gonna lie, but y- you it's know all right. what we should do what? for a future episode? What? Screw the whole if we've ever seen the movie before. We should yeah. pick our, regardless of genre, our favorite movies and have the other person watch them. Like favorite movie. If you if you can think of like one that you would that would top your list that we haven't already talked about, and I would do the same and present it to you, 
it's I mean, maybe it's so hard because I don't like talking about my favorite movies because I get it's very it's not it's not pleasant. Well, you haven't had the real opportunity to tear down a movie I really love. That's not fun for me. You act like that's like joyful. I, I that's think not you would my, get a kick. I think you would get no, a kick. No, you it. would get a kick out of it. I would feel bad. That's I would get a kick out of you destroying I. a movie I love. You think? No, you get a kick out of destroying what I love. No, but okay, I fine. wouldn't get a kick fine. out of destroying what you love. I don't. My brain doesn't work that way. I feel like an asshat tearing down somebody's like, you know, joy. I know you can't relate, but (laughs) would be what? Grown ups. Oh, good lord! Yeah, I can't. (laughs) I can't do it. I don't. I don't like this idea at all. (laughs) Ace Ventura. If you think I'm a pretentious asshole now, that's not gonna. It's not gonna help this situation whatsoever. So, you heard it here, confirmed. Stephanie is a pretentious asshole. And with that, have a good (laughs) rest of your whatever day, your time you're listening to this. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah, bye guys.